Today, you're going to discover how to operate your business and your life in the strong work of faith. What's up, everybody? How are you doing today? I'm so excited about this topic that we're going to be discussing today because I know that a lot of people struggle with faith. That's one of the reasons why we got Bible Business Academy started is to help people grow in their faith faith and their finances. So today we're going to talk about discover how to operate your business and your life in the strong works of faith. We're coming from Mark 11, 22, where he says, have faith in God is what Jesus answered. You must have faith. So you definitely want to grab a pen and paper. If you don't have your show notes and get your show notes so that you can take notes during this session and do me a favor. Let me know if you're catching it during the live or the replay. I'm going to go ahead. I grab my phone here and I'm going to hit that share button, get it shared out to some groups that we have here. Let's see. We will share to a group, uh, share to more options. Let's see. You never time you get on Facebook, they, they it's it's always something new. So oh, share to <laughs> you guys hear me there. Let me hit go ahead and hit that share button. We're going to share to a group and we're going to share it to our Bible Business Academy. Let me know where you are tuning in from, what type of business you have. And also, do you struggle with faith? Do you struggle with your faith? Is that something that you need to grow with? Is that something that you need help with and you want to do better? Let me know your thoughts on that. And um, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to change some lives today. I got a feeling that this is going to be great guys. So make sure we're going to get started in a few seconds here. I'm going to go ahead and hit live and share it out to one other location. So let me go back here. And, and hit that share button so we can get that done for you. And then we are going to have some fun. All right. Y'all ready to make this happen? So guys, today, again, as I said, we're going to talk about how to operate your business in strong, in the strong work of faith and also your life. This is very, very important. It will definitely change your life if you let it. It's going to be a probably a little longer broadcast and I'm going to be um, sharing a lot of scriptures with you, but I really know that it will change you and it will help you be able to grow. So I'm going to go ahead and switch me over here. And um, I'm going to pull up my PowerPoint on my side so that you guys, uh-oh, hold on, so that you guys can see me. And then I'm going to double check and make sure that we are looking good on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or YouTube, wherever you may be watching this at so that you can see everything. Okay, so we are all good and we're gonna go ahead and dive in. And today, y'all, we're talking about discovering how to operate your business in the strong work of faith. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Kathy McReynolds. I am the founder and CEO of Bible Business Academy where we help you grow in faith and finances by helping you to build, grow, or scale your business with biblical principles. So if you need help, with starting a business online or offline, and you want to do that God's way, you've tuned into the right place. If you need help with your marketing, your advertising, or training your sales team, that's what we do. But what we do is we 
add also biblical principles in it. Because if you're going to do anything, you might as well do it God's way. Mark 11, 12 said, have faith in God, Jesus answered. It's just just have faith in God. That's what he wants from us. So let's start with the definition of faith. I, I did some research as I was doing this and looking back, like, you know, we know when faith came, as you can see down at the bottom in 1599 in, in the Geneva Bible, it says, faith is the grounds of things which are hoped for and the evidence of things which are not seen. So that is what the Bible said in 1599. But as you can see, in 1828, Noah Webster Dictionary changed the meaning of it. So as, as crazy as this may seem, these are certain things and ways that you can look at and saying, oh, you know, the devil came to kill and destroy and, and, and to confuse you and all of that stuff. So look at look at the dictionary. It says to persuade, to draw towards anything, to conciliate, to believe, to obey. When you use what the word says, when it comes to a definition, which I believe that this may be one of the only definitions that they actually put in the Bible, it's important for us to know what faith is because you can't get something if you don't know what it is. And in, in 1989, it says complete trust or confidence in someone, someone, no, complete trust or confidence in God or something. This restores one faith in politicians. I mean, they even threw politicians in there. So I I share this with you because I want you to see that the world is not trying to get you to operate in faith like the Bible said. And so we are going to share with you how to grow in your faith, how to make it stronger with the way the word say you should do it. Now, guys, also, if you are watching this and you tune in all the time, you know that I can't see you right now. But if you have comments and you want to add in, make sure that you go ahead and put those in the comment section. Whether it's during the live or the replay, I always go back and answer them and we'll go to them at the end and get any questions you have in comments. So when we talk about how to deal with the difficult decisions in business, see, a lot of people get started or they quit and they leave business because it becomes difficult. Nobody said, even if you have faith that it wasn't going to be hard, but it changes your, your outlook of how you act. If you want to deal with difficult situations in your business, the very best thing to do is set your focus on God. He said, if you put me first, everything else will be added to you. He's the one who has all the power. He's the one who loves you unconditionally. He's the one who made promises that he's going to keep. And he's the one who will never change or never waver. So when you think about the dictionary's definition of relying in, on someone or something or a politician, you can't depend on them, but you can always depend on God. So that's why it's important if you want strong faith to focus on God 
because he never wavers. He never wavers at what he says he's going to do. So what we're going to do is start out with the stages of faith that you're looking at. And I'm going to share that to you. So you want to stick around when we get to those stages so we can share that to you. It is very clear, y'all, in the scripture that Jesus always honored faith. God and Jesus, like faith, they always honored that. The question you have to ask yourself is, is do you, do you honor, do you even know what the definition of faith was from the word versus from the world? If not, why not? Like if you don't honor faith, why not? Is that not something that was taught around the kitchen table when you were growing up? Is it, is it not conversations that you had with your family? See, this is how we change our life. We have to begin to have those conversations so that we can train the children as they grow up and to understand what faith is. Like this is something that you should be having conversations with your kids about, with your staff about, with your team about. And then once you figure out whether you've been doing this or not, you got to say to yourself, okay, I wasn't aware that I wasn't doing it or I needed to do it. So how can I fix it? And that's what we're going to share with you. But I want to ask you this, how much faith do you currently have right now? As of today, how much faith do you have? If someone was to ask you, how much faith do you have how would you answer that? Could you really answer that? And the only way to really, truly, truly know much how faith you, how much faith you have is to get tested. When I think about, I've been in business uh, for myself for about 25, a little over 25 years. And I know in the beginning of my business journey, I didn't have that much faith. And because when things would go bad, I would like get all emotional about it, get upset about it, wanting to quit, like things would bother me. But as I, you know, dived into God, especially in these last three to five years, my faith went to a whole nother level. Whereas before it may have taken like, you know, months or weeks or whatever to get over something or decades and how it's like boom, nanosecond. I'm not saying that that stuff won't come to you, but what happens is when you get connected and your relationship with God is on all time high, you're able to rebound, rethink, change your thought immediately like in a nanosecond. And so when you're tested is when you start to know and grow in your faith. It's tried by the storms in your life and business. Uh, you, uh, everything that you face from your difficulties to your hardships. I go back a decade ago when uh, 2008, when everything crashed, I lost everything. I'm talking my home, my Mercedes, my business. I was a financial advisor. And I remember sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? I remember like it was kind of body experience for, you know, almost a year where I literally moved from the D.C. area back to Ohio. And I came back with nothing after building all of that stuff and buying two homes over the last. Yeah, I think at that time it's probably like 13, 14 years that I had been there, maybe a little longer. And I felt lost. I felt like I disappointed a lot of people. I was disappointed in myself. It was all of me instead of me putting it into God's hands. And I'll tell you the difference about maybe three or four years ago, I had a daycare center that I had been running for owning for about five years. And I got a text saying it's selling. 
the business. So I had 30 days to uh, relocate or stop a business that was bringing in you know, 10, 20, $30,000 a month. And I remember looking at that text. See, this was about 10 years later and it didn't phase me at all. All my thought immediately went to the people that I was serving and the people who work for us and how I was going to help them transition to the next stage. And all of that came with time, with trial, but most importantly, guys, it came with faith because I began to realize and I know that my source, my wealth, anything that I want to create or do was not tied to man or a business or anything. It was tied to God and what he has for my life, what he has for me will be for me. And that everything that we go through is just lessons. And so that's what we want to help you to do to become so strong that something like that, most people would be devastated. I know I was 10 years ago when I lost, you know, I, at that, that time, it's probably between 18 and 15,000 a month in income, but we're talking double that of what we had lost and it didn't phase me not one bit. So that's why you wanna develop in faith. That's why you wanna keep paying attention y'all. And if you need help like building your business and getting to that point and growing, you can always go to biblebusinessacademy.com, biblebusinessacademy.com and um, we, down, we got a free report for you so you can download where you'll learn more about about what we're talking about, but we help you do business and get strong so that you can do what God has you here to do. And so when the difficult times and the hardship face you, it, it doesn't matter. It, you know, when, when you're looking at developing your faith, your, your faith, your faith, you, you, those are like times when you got to make payroll times when you need to make a sale so you can pay a bill or getting that business off of the ground. All of those things right there challenge your faith. So it's important for you to get strong in it and how you respond to situations when they happen, it reveals your faith for you. It's very evident in the scripture that God honors faith because it honors him. I mean, let me say that again. God honors faith because it honors him. Not to believe him is to dishonor him. In Hebrews 11, 6, it says, and without faith is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So it says right there that it displeases him and you don't want to dis displease God. So because of that, you want to always be asking yourself, how do you increase your faith? What do you need to be to do in order to make that happen? What do you need to be aware of? And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But I want to say to you, y'all, don't be discouraged. If, if you're not there, even the disciples at a time lack faith. They, they didn't have the faith that they needed to have. They didn't understand what was happening in their lives when he was talking about faith, when he was telling them the things that were going to be happening. So think of this. I want to take to what they went through even after the resurrection. This actually happened in Mark 16, 4. He said, later Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. 
he rebuked them. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So let's think about that. He rebuked them. You only rebuke people when they've done something that you just can't believe that they did. And, and when they're stubborn about it, they're, they're steadfast in themselves and versus what he talked to them about. He literally said, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to die. I'm going to, you know, come back. And he told them all of this, but they didn't believe it. When did they heard him? As I said, hear me, but you didn't hear me. And so when, as you're going through this, I want you to be patient with yourself because God will be patient with you as he was with them. It, it goes on in Mark 11 that said, 16, 11 said, when they heard that Jesus was alive and that uh, she had seen him, they did not believe it. They didn't believe it. So don't beat yourself up if you don't believe. That's why it's important to be around people, a community, businesses that help you grow in your faith. And in 13, it says, these returned and reported it to the rest, but they didn't believe them either. So this, after the resurrection, after they, you know, he told them and they saw the stone move, they saw the things that had happened, they still didn't believe. But God is a forgiving God and he helped them. So how many of you had have had a lack of faith and a stubborn refusal to believe that you are also capable of building a business and getting the desires of your heart? When I was talking to our sales team today or sometime this week, we, we have some new people starting. So we went through a four day training. I told them one of our goals is to impact billions of people. One of our goals is to help you know people all around the country and the world transform their lives through entrepreneurship and bring people to the kingdom and we will have the number one uh, business out there that helps people with entrepreneurship why can we dream that big not because of us, I would have never out loud, out my mouth, said something so big, so out of this world, had God not put this in me, had he not given me this vision. This was not my vision. This was not my idea. This was not something that I came up with. I 100% believe that God equipped me with the thought process to be able to put this together. And then he began to teach me and show me how to make it happen by giving me thoughts and also putting people in life to be able to make that happen. So even if, even if after you've seen someone else risen from nothing to something, you lack faith, you can change that. Even after you read the promises in the Bible and you lack faith, you can change that if you have a desire to. He said, if you seek him with everything in you, he will let you see things that other people can't see. So you got to keep that in mind. And, and because they didn't believe in him and they didn't believe what he said, perhaps 
he was brokenhearted, thinking like, I mean, like, put yourself in that situation. If you have uh, your family, your best friends, and and you're telling them, and you love them, and you're excited, and you're sharing with them everything happened, where you're at, where you're going, you know, and how it's going to benefit them, most importantly as well, right? Because people are always tuned into what's in it for me. And just to think, Jesus himself was there. Christ was there. They saw him miracle after miracle after miracle, and they didn't believe him. This is why he came down hard on them, because they didn't believe what he said, and they actually saw miracles that he did. So sometimes you face hard times in business and in life, not because it's hard, it's because you lack faith. And when you lack faith, your mind gets twisted up, and you start to things that you wouldn't um, normally do or necessarily do when you're allowing God to be your guide. And there are two primary messages to learn from that. Believe that he will do what he said he will do. Just believe God will do what he said he will do. And that God is who he says he is. And he can be trusted like you can trust him. You may not can trust, you know, your best friend, your spouse, your, your, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your cousin, maybe somebody in your life, your business partner, they've let you down before, but God will never, he will never let you down. So stay focused. Guys, if this is resonating with you, if you had an aha moment or you feel what I'm saying, drop your favorite faith emoji, your hand prayers or whatever in the comments and let me know like, yes, I am understanding this. I'm going to share what his instructions to them was. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creations. See, he even did this and said this to them after they lost faith, after he rebuked them, after they didn't even believe what he said he was going to do. So even if you wanted to start a business and you haven't gotten started yet or you've been in business and it's not growing the way that you want it to grow it's not because you don't have the right presentation or you're not marketing to the right people or you're not saying the right things or you're not advertising the right way it's none of that stuff okay it's faith because god will supply everything that you need in order to make that happen. So here's the instructions that he gave to his disciples. What instruction is he giving to you? He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. See, he, he's talking belief again, belief and faith. It goes hand in hand. And these signs will accompany those who believe. And, you know, signs accompany you believe. Success accompanies you who believe in my name they will drive out demons they will speak in new tongues they will pick up snakes with their hands and they will drink daily poison it will not hurt them at all they will place their hands on sick people and they will get well so if you just take your name 
and put it in there and say, here's what he's asking you to do. Here's what he's calling you to do. And, you know, where it says they will pick up snakes, that people will pick up and, you know, go online, see what you're doing and they will opt in. They will buy from you. Uh, your What you put out there, your product will help people. See, all you got to do is take God's word, put yourself in it and, and put it to what you're going today and listen to his instruction and know that if you believe and you have faith and you follow him, he will give you the desires of your heart. The Lord work with him and he will also work with you. But first, y'all because faith without works is dead right you must get to work and so instead of sitting back and wondering why things aren't right you could just start picking up the bible going through it you can google and ask siri or alexis to to go ahead and give you scriptures on faith or you can opt in and we have it already prepared for you where we can give that to you. Uh, in Matthew 16, 19 and 20, after the Lord had spoke to them, he was taken up to the heaven and he, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. He worked with them. As he worked with them, and then he confirmed his word. See, he will confirm his word in your business by the success that you have, the lives that you transform, the income that you make. All that is confirmation that you believed in him. And because of your belief and not giving up and not leaning in your own understanding, he, he will work with them in his time. You must realize that so in his will. If it is not his will for you to be an entrepreneur and utilize that platform to help grow the kingdom, then it no, it, then it won't work the way you need it to work because it's not in his will. So those are things that you have to look at and, and, and keep working on because he will definitely make it happen. Every single aspect of our lives are affected if not just business it, it, it you know it's the reason that jesus was so strong with his words when he said he rebuked them because the truth is when you look at your life when you look at what you're doing every aspect is affected by faith this is why i strongly urge you to start teaching the your, your young ones your babies your conversations around the kitchen table make it about faith make it about finances these are important things to have conversations about your prayer is affected by faith your giving is affected by your faith your health your healing is affected by your your faith your relationships are affected by your faith your business is affected by your faith if you don't whatever you believe is possible is what will happen if you don't believe it will work guess what you are a hundred percent right it won't work if you don't have the faith in god to believe that he will do what he said he'll do it won't work but if you have the you have the belief that he said he will supply all your needs, that, that he will give you riches now, now that his promises are there for you. If you believe that and you keep putting in the work and you keep seeking him and you lean into him, guess what he's going to do? 
he's going to do exactly what he says he's going to do. And that's to help you to prosper, to, to make it into heaven, to, to live an abundant and blessed life now and also in the afterlife. Every single aspect is affected by faith. Think about it when, when it all began, right? It all began when you were a little child. Were you raised on faith? See, you got to go back sometimes. A lot of people have childhood issues that affect them as they grow up. You know, there's people that are 70, 80, 90 still holding on what happened to them in their childhood. So sometimes you got to look back and say, Man, you know, why am I so lacking in faith? What happened to me? What caused this? And I think about why I'm so strong in faith and why I was able to keep going when most, you know, would have quit. I, you know, I, I look back and I think about my mom when I was about eight years old, she had cancer. And at that time, that's when the doctors, you know, they came to your house. So I remember sitting in my parents' bedroom when everybody was there. The pastor was there, you know, her brother, sister, all the kids. And I'm sitting in the corner over there by this chair that they had right by the closet door. And I remember them telling her, you know, to say your goodbyes because you're going to die. She was passing all this black stuff out of her. And they said, you're going to die and, and you're not going to make it. And everybody was coming in to say their goodbyes. And I remember my mom saying, you know, this is what I remember from that time when I was like eight years old. I remember her saying, I'm not dying Y'all don't know the God I serve. Y'all don't know the Jesus that I serve. I'm not dying. I'm going to live to see my kids get grown. My mother just turned 87 or 88, 87 this year. And I was eight at the time when that happened. So that memory has stayed with me from a child to know that no matter what the doctors say, no matter what people say, no matter what happens in your life, if you hold on to God's word and to his faith, you can make it when most people think that you can't make it. Can I get an amen in the comments on that? Because I'm telling you that I kept coming back to that. And I was sharing this with my mom. I don't know a few months ago about how I remember, you know, the situation that's happening. And she was telling me, she said, yeah. And she said, it took about a month in order for, uh, you know, of praying and believing and fasting and, 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 you know, with her pastor and with everybody before she got completely healed. And then the doctors came back and said, I don't know what happened, but we don't see any cancer is not there anymore. She didn't have to have chemo. She didn't have to have an operation. Now, some people choose to do that, and, and, but her Faith was at a point where from a child, she had been into the word. She had been into God. She had a love for her. So she had all of that leading up to that moment. So it strengthened her where most people wouldn't have that kind of strength. So in the same thing, when I was telling you guys about the business, the loss of 10 years ago to the loss of, you know, a few years ago, completely different. So your faith is something that has to develop over time. 
you know, if you teach your kids, if you teach them, you know, you when you bring new people into your business, if you teach them these principles when they're beginning and you go over it and over and over it again, they're able to, to grasp it and to grow from it and to remember these things versus childhood traumas. You can get over it a lot quicker. And so this is an example in view 16 and 20 in reality uh, of, of what I just talked about. And the Lord worked with them and he confirmed his works by the signs that accompanied it. So if you look at the Lord work with you, like with the disciples, he, even though he rebuked them and he worked with them, he still told them what to do with you. He's going to still work with you. So never get discouraged or disappointed and think, man, you know, I'm not where I'm, I'm supposed to be. You're exactly where you're supposed to be, just let God work with you so he can take you where he needs you to go. Faith is an absolute vital part of your life and you must have faith, y'all, if you want to win in business and if you want to win in life. But the question is, are you willing to trust God? Not like the definition said in the beginning, not definite, not not having faith in the system or politicians or your job or, or 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 you know the government for your source or the doctors. Are you willing to trust God? Are you willing to have faith? And when you ask God for something, faith must be your determined factor. God will listen. So talk to Him, have conversations. And though I used to wonder, like, how do people talk? That. Like, just like I'm talking to you all now, just talk to him. You know, a lot of times when, before we'd be like, oh God, you know, we're crying. No, he said, come to me bold and courageous and have conversations. Like you gotta be determined, like, okay, God, this is what you said. This is what your word said. Like speak his word back to him so that he can remember the promises that he made to you. And so that you can have strength in knowing that if he said it, he must do what he had. The way he uses you is going to be determined in a great deal by your faith in him. He's not that you're not going to use somebody to run a business if you don't have faith in them. God's not going to use you to, to, to grow his kingdom and to, to have abundance in everything if you don't have faith in him. So this has to grow. Faith is essential. Ask yourself, are you willing to trust him and have faith in what he says so that he can use you as an entrepreneur to do his will. That's why we're excited to work with entrepreneurs, to work with business owners, coaches, people who are in multi-level marketing, whatever type of business you have, we want to help you grow in your faith and finances. So if you want more information on that, go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com and you can learn more there. And before you grow in your faith, you must know why you're struggling. So I'm going to share with you eight reasons why we struggle in faith. And once you know what these eight reasons are, you just got to look at them and say, okay, which one of these is 
blocking my brain. I need to get it out the way. So reason number one is human. There are many things that God may say to us that seem unreasonable in the world that we live in. And we're thinking, I, I couldn't possibly do that. It's unreasonable to us because of where we're at in life and business. Like it was unreasonable to the disciples to believe that in three days he would rise again and that he would come back and that all of this stuff will happen. It's unreasonable to us because we have in our bank of what we have in our bank account. You know, I was listening to some, you know, a pastor, he said the best time to start and grow in faith or do your business when you have absolutely nothing, when you have no money, when you're down and out, because what, what else can you trust in, right? You have to trust in God in order for you to make that happen. It's unreasonable to us because of what he's requiring us to do or what we think it's going to require us to do. See, this is all human factor. It's unreasonable to us because to where we come from, maybe background, maybe you come from the hood or the country. Maybe you didn't come from money. Maybe you grew up on the system and you didn't think it was possible for you. Maybe, you know, you're a male or a female, you're black or white, or you're, uh, uh, you know, come from a third world country. No matter where you came from, see, it's that human factor, that human factor thinking because we are human that we can't do something and it's unreasonable. But I'm here to tell you today, it's not unreasonable to God. He don't need your credentials, guys. Maybe you don't have a degree. Maybe you don't have experience. Maybe you dropped out of school. Maybe you're over 60, 70, or 80. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. It's none of that has to do with what purpose he has for your life. There are so many examples in the scripture on that that you can go back and reference to all you got to have is faith. That's what will change your life. Many times we miss his best blessings. See, he blesses you, but I'm telling you, you miss your best blessings because what he told us to do doesn't fit with what we think about ourselves. So you got to change that. You got to make that decision from this day forward that you're going to do something different. And this thinking, that thinking, thinking will suppress your faith. It will suppress your thoughts. The second thing that the second struggle that you might be facing that's blocking your faith is you got to see it by sight. We we always say you, you in order to 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 seize it, you got to see it. So you by sight, you may not physically be able to see or have it there, but through you know putting up pictures, through reading stuff on people who've already done it. To write it out, all of that helps your sight to read, you know, the words that are in the scripture. All of that helps you to develop a mental picture. Like uh, Napoleon Hill says, you must have a CCMP, a clear, concise mental picture of exactly what you desire. And then you got to believe when God said, if you seek him first, he will give you the desires of your heart, but you got to know what that desire is. So maybe 
from this day in the past, you haven't been able to see that actual business being going up. You may, maybe you can't see your online business. Maybe you can't see the lives that you're going to transform and the difference that you're going to make. Maybe you can't see that product that's out there because you haven't been through enough, or maybe you can't see, you know, whatever it is you want to have have happened, your bank account be overflowing, you given, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to churches and charities and helping them out. Maybe you can't see that yet. That's why you got to get help with that. That's why it's time to do things different. Even though God has said, here's what I'm going to do. It's almost like we don't trust him. He's got to prove it to us first. Remember doubting Thomas? Like, I won't believe it until I can stick my finger in the hole where they, where they pierced you at. Someone who walked with him. So don't beat yourself up if you're not there yet. But if you just keep seeking him, he will open up your eyes. He will let you see things that other people can't see. He will bring people in your life so that you can transform your life and live out your purpose. Live out your purpose. A lot of people try to find their purpose by other people. No, let God tell you your purpose. Let him tell you what you need to do. Once he does and you're clear with that and you get that, he will direct you. The third one, y'all, the third thing that's blocking you, the third reasons why you struggle with faith is feelings. You up in your feelings. You got to get out your feelings. We don't know how to surrender to our feelings. It's not about feelings. It's about faith. If we don't feel like it, if we don't feel like doing something, then we don't do it, right? Oh, I don't feel like it. Today, I'm not feeling well. It doesn't matter how you feel. When you rely on your feelings and how you feel about something, or you got to say, oh, let me let, let, let me see how I feel in a day or two. No, that, you're relying on you, right? We sometimes lose out because of our feelings. It keeps us from taking action. God will plant that in you when he wants to plant it into you. And you may not be in the right feelings to receive it, but because of your faith, uh, because you're in tune, because he's your best friend, because you can have these conversations and you know when he's speaking to you because it's something that you would have never came up with, then you can move past these feelings. Is this making sense? Am I bringing you to a place of where it's opening up your mind and you're starting to think, man, that's what was blocking me. So let's take a look at the fourth one, uh, <laughs> opinions. Opinions from other people. And most of the time, the people that you look at and listen to, they're the people who are not even qualified in order to even help you. You let your broke best friend or your cousin or your brother or your sister who don't have what you want take you away from what God has for you because they said, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, I don't think you'll be able to do that. Oh, I don't think that that's possible. You can't let someone else block your blessing. Stop letting other people tell you what their opinions are. And then you even have the nerves to go ask somebody who don't know what you want, who's not even where you're at, what you think. You think I ought to go ahead and do this? 
You think I ought to start business? You think I ought to get in this class? You think I ought to move here? You you asking somebody, should you move out of the state? And they ain't never even moved out of the city they grew up with. And stop asking people for their opinions. Seek wise counsel. Seek the counsel of people who have done what you want to do. And most importantly, seek God's word for the answers and he will reveal them to you. What you want to know is God's opinion. When he challenges you to do something, he will never challenge you to do anything that he knows he's not going to help you with and that you can't do. What did, you know, what after the resurrection, what did he say to them? I will help you. And then I will you know, then I will confirm that it happened by what happens, by what takes place, by by the, the finishing work, by the actual work of what he told you to do, it will happen. That's how you know he will lead you. You must trust and you must have faith that you're going to be able to do whatever it may be. The next one, y'all, we're going to talk about is guilt. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Number five is guilt. One of the biggest problems that block people's faith is guilt. They're living in that guilt. Imagine if those uh, disciples would have stayed in guilt uh, about not believing God. When they were right here with them, when they saw the miracles that were happening, instead of getting their their focus right and asking God or reflecting on his forgiveness, like soon as you ask for forgiveness, he it's like it's gone. He don't even think about that or and you're still thinking about it, something you did 10, 20, 30 years ago is still weighing on you. Let it go. Let it go so you can start becoming and doing what he wants you to do. He bring well, he'll bring into your life what he knows you're capable of. Most give themselves a life sentence and on something they did years ago instead of believing in God. And let him allow you to let it go so that you can change your life and you can do what he wants you to do. Guilt will short circuit God's blessings in, in a person's life quicker than just about anything because they just like they're guilty. So they don't even open up their minds to even begin to believe that it's possible for them. Number six is neglecting God's word. If you neglect the word of God, your faith is going to begin to wane, you know, a little bit because it's the word that fuels our faith. I'm going to say that again. It's the word, it's the Bible, it's reading and meditating on his word day and night that fuels your faith. Because when you see, you, you may be reading like when he says about that you're going to prosper and have abundance now. That word now that's in there, I didn't see that, you know, a few years ago. But every time I see the word now, now, in this life, now, then that is like, okay, his word ain't going to change. But that word now, that one little word, when you read it the hundredth time, it's going to stand out and it's going to be that aha moment like, oh, my goodness. It was right there. I finally see it. As we say, we finally see it so we can seize it. 
When we are in the world and we're focusing up on what he's done in the scriptures with other people, it gives us confidence. When you see other people in the scripture, when you see other people in the world, when you see people who come from where you came from and they're doing it, he'll do it for you also. So make sure that you meditate. Don't neglect to meditate on his word. Every morning, every night, first thing you do when you wake up, last thing you do before you go to bed, in the middle of the day, read, 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 listen, 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 and meditate on it. Number seven, y'all, is sending, sending. If you keep sending, you will delay your success in business. And you know, like, you, the stuck on the wall, guys, it's a habit. Stop doing it, right? Sakes it hard to believe in God for the things that he wants you to do in your life again because you're like man I, i'm not living right so why would he yeah i've even had people say that to me you know why why would he bless me when i when i was sinning like they, research the history of the, the disciples that he used and you'll see that the, they was doing some sinning back then right he can use whoever he wants to use and if you're listening to this right now that means he wanted you to listen to this and he wants to use you so let him use you because sin it makes it hard to believe in God and for the things that he wants for you. When you're living in sin, it will short circuit your success. God will never be able to use you to the maximum of what the purpose he has for your life if you stay in sin. Number eight is Satan's tactics, right? Blame it on the devil. He wants us to doubt God. He came, he came to kill, steal, and destroy. He is dividing your allegiance with him. And so you want to be aware when those tactics are coming to you. So start saying to yourself, you mean to tell me that if God challenged me to do something, I said no because I didn't believe it would work. And God's telling me it's will, it will. Who am I going to believe? Don't forget about what happened to Eve, right? She like all they had to do was show up and not have painful toil when they were working. And because they didn't stay focused on him and believe in him, it everything changed, right? In Genesis 3, uh, Genesis 3, 1 through 24, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast on the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say? See, hear that? Did God actually? You, you know how, well, did your parents actually say, or did your husband, wife actually say, you should not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may not eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent, but, see, here's the but. The serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See, so all of a sudden, Eve is now thinking about self and like, mm, doubt just crept in. See, it's time to stop letting the devil block your blessings and your business and the work that God has to do for you because he has the trickery way of asking and saying things to you and pe sending people in your life to block those like 
it, it, did he actually say it or no nah, nah, that that ain't true he just like he he don't want you to know what what, what you're gonna have do you actually want to start that business no no you don't want to do like you, you, are y'all getting what i'm saying if this is making sense drop it in the minutes and let me know y'all here's what's going to happen tomorrow next week and month and next year if you want to win in business and win in life you got to be ready to fight for your rights to win in business and life it's not going to be easy world satan is not going to lay down and be like yo okay i'm not gonna even bother you anymore because yet yeah, no he he is trying to get everybody over to his side to make things happen see the devil will come after you because he don't want you to succeed he know if you succeed if you do what God told you to do that, then you're going to bring some other people with you. God will give you an assignment that may seem so overwhelming. I remember thinking about, you know, starting Bible Business Academy. I had a couple other businesses out there changing names, doing different things. And I wasn't one that talked about my religion or politics. Like, you know, I bought into that. You should never talk about religion or politics. So it was uncomfortable for me to just be out there and start talking about religion, talk, start talking about God, start sharing my faith. I, I you know, it, 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 now I, hey, I'm just, I'm going to talk to you about it, right? I'm going to post about it. I used to think about, oh, you know, what would they say? Were they like the Jesus freak? And then uh, you're like, mm, whatever, right? I'm going to be obedient to what he said. See, you must be ready for the opposition. So I want you to write down those eight areas that you may be struggling with and ask yourself, which one am I up against right now? See, because everybody is at a different level. I don't know if you're suffering through number one, five, or eight. I don't know where you're at, but one of those, if you're not living the life that you need to lead, live and building the business that you want to build right now, because he said right now, then one of those areas are blocking you. And I want you to figure it out what it is. And, and we can help you with that, right? That's, these are some of the things that we help you with at Bible Business Academy. So make sure you go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com and you can get more information. What you also want to do is open up your Bible immediately and use God's word to help get you back on track. Use God's word to get Satan's thoughts out of your head. Don't become a statistic like Eve. Refuse to be deceived like she was uh, deceived. And remember what faith is. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. You need confidence on what you're for. And that conviction must be so strong even if you can't see it in order to seize it, you stay in the word and it's the key. That is the key to you growing your faith by standing that word. And when you find yourself being challenged to start or to grow or to scale your business, stay in God's word. Don't think, no, I can't do that. When you do, you're saying, God, you're asking me to do something that I cannot do. And that's not fair. Oh, poor me. And that's not fair. And I can't handle this. And I don't know why it is that I lost this business and this happened. You start whining and moaning and complaining and feeling sorry for yourself and being a victim. You cannot have victory if you're if you're a victim. This is a thought pattern that is this 
pleasing to God. When we know God is telling us to do something, we must listen. We must sit up straight. We must take action. We must begin to move towards what he's telling us to do and do it with faith, knowing that he will be with us, that he will help us. This will eliminate your doubt, will eliminate your unbelief. And that's the whole purpose of today's message and Bible Business Academy is to help you so that you can grow in your faith, in your finances. So what I want to do next is take you, talk to you about, and I talked to you about this earlier, the next stages of faith and what you're going to go and so I want you, you know, we got the extended stay in hotels, but I don't want you to extend your stay in these in these beginning phases of faith. I want you to move through them. You want to go through all the, you're going to go through all these stages every time you're challenged to do something. So the goal is to recognize what stage you're in and leave it as soon as possible until you get what he promised you. And then and he can take you to that whole next level. All of us, nobody is exempt, will face situations and circumstances. He didn't say that you wouldn't have trials and tribulations, but how you handle them says what you feel about the faith and your belief in God. So in this first stage of faith, you must be aware of what it is and how fast to get out of it. But the issue is, are you going to extend your stay in the lowest stage? How many years are you willing to stay there? Or are you going to grow in your faith quicker, faster, you know, become stronger a lot quicker and faster? And you do that by being around, you like getting in the word and being around other people who are also moving towards that direction. Now he's tell, you know, he told them, don't, don't forget about the habit of meeting together, you know, being there with each other, being around like-minded people. There, there's something to that that will change you quicker. What you want to do quickly is bypass stage one and stage two and move straight to stage three as quick as possible and grow in your faith fast. When you do that, it'll allow you to get to that next purpose in your life. So play close attention as I give you the descriptions of each of these stages and then illustrate it in the scripture. Stage one is little faith. Oh, ye of little faith, right? Little faith is restless. Little faith says this, I know God, but I'm not sure he will. I hope he will. Uh, it might be but I'm just not certain about it, right? Little Faith says, I'm certain about all the facts. Uh, little Faith is struggling with believing. Little Faith is, you're trying to believe. You got a little belief. You got a little belief in God, but you're just not sincere in it. Little Faith is situation, right? In this particular situation, you say to yourself, I would like to believe that I'm to build a six or seven or eight figure business, but I just don't have any insurance and I don't have any peace about it, right? See, that, you know, I don't have, God is not the author of confusion. So if he tells you to do something, it's with peace, right? And when you have faith about it, it's with peace. So you got to get out of stage one as quick as possible. There's one word that I want you to remember, and you'll find this in each one of the scriptures that we will review, is focus, focus, focus. That's the key word in faith is focus. Where is your focus? 
write it down, write the word focus, F-O-C-U-S, write the word focus down. See, I'm going to share some scriptures with you that will show you some faith doubter moments. And the reason I'm sharing this, these with you is so that you can go back and you can study these and you can find yourself in the scripture and know the moments that you're in so then you can recognize it and once you recognize it you can do something about it you can make that change so this is when jesus had to calm a storm right and this is matthew 8 23 to 27 he said and when he got into the boat his disciples followed him and behold there arose a great storm of the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves but he was asleep and then went and woke and they went and woke him saying save us lord we are perishing and he said to them why are you afraid oh ye a little faith not like i'm not knowing if he's saying this but he's like do you know who i am and you sitting here being afraid then he rose and he rebuked the winds and the sea and there was great calm and the men marveled saying what sort of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? See, that was a faith doubter moment, even in the midst of the man himself, right? So if your faith is wavering, don't beat yourself up. Losing focus will sink your business, your dreams, your goal, your destination, your purpose. It will sink all of that quick. These obstacles that were going, you know, by sight. So when we're looking at that obstacle, we're looking by sight. Here's what they saw. They saw water coming into the boat. The creative, everything was sit back. You know, he was sleeping, chilling, right? They were scared to death that they were going to let it sink. They were in their feelings. You see those eight struggles that you focus with? They were getting soaking wet. They were like being human at that point. There was water pouring in the boat. And, and we know what happens when a boat gets full. It sinks, right? So they were, their focus was not on God. The Sea of Galilee is 13 miles long, seven and a half miles wide, and 680 feet deep. It's not 680 feet deep everywhere, but they knew that they were in deep waters. And so they in their minds had every right to be fearful right so when you're going through things in your mind you have every right to be fearful right no you don't when you believe in what he says they had seen enough heard enough and watched enough miracles happen so why the lack of faith why the lack of faith simple the focus got off jesus so if you lack faith, it's because your focus is off of Jesus, it's on something else, it's on somebody else, it's on something else. And their focus went from Jesus to the water, to what was actually happened, to the world that they were living in now and on the boat and what was happening, like we're, we're in this post-COVID, after COVID, you know, he said, you know, nothing, the plagues will come and they won't touch you, they won't affect you, you know, that you will always have, you know, if he took care of the birds, he will always take care of you like it doesn't matter what's happening around you.
you, if you believe in what he says, you know, like when I told you guys about my mom and no matter what the doctor said to her, her family said to her, she said, y'all don't know the God I serve. I believe what he said. He promised me this and he can't go back on his word. So you have to get to that point in your life that your faith is so strong because the same thing can happen to you and me if we take our focus off of God and stop listening to him and stop believing in him. And only a believer whose focus is on God can have peace during the storms of life. If you want to have peace, if you are out of peace, you know your focus is not on God. So when the storms come, when the COVID came, it's like, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about a thing because I know what his words say. I know I'm a believer. I I know what he said. I know what's going to happen. It doesn't take much to sink us, y'all. Y'all heard, saw what, you know, the devil did with Eve. Did he actually say that? Well, here's why he don't want you to do that because he know you're going to get this and that, right? So are you looking at God constantly? Are you constantly focused on him, the creator of everything, the one who has absolute supernatural power to do anything at any time. Is that who you're focused on? When you're going through a very difficult time, when you're going through a transition in your business, when you're trying to make things happen and nothing seems to be going the way that you want it to go and you're frustrated, it's because you're frustrated because your focus is not on God. So when you're going through those things, when your focus is on him, you're going to turn around and you're going to say, okay, God, I know you got me. And I know the storm that I'm going through is something that you need me to know and understand so I can get to the next moment, so I can get to the next lesson. So guide me, teach me, help me get through this so I can get to where you need me to be at the appointed time. See, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, and Steve Jobs all said that focus was the secret of their success. They stayed Focus. Are you staying focused? So use that example of the boat to help you. Here's another one. Jesus frees the boy from an evil spirit. This is another faith dollar moment. See, you got to know the word. You got to know where to go to so that you can look at this stuff and you be like, oh, okay, I get it now. This is what I'm going through. In Mark 9, 14, 24, it says, then Jesus, Peter, James, and John went to the other followers. They saw many people around them. The teachers of the law were arguing with the followers. When the people saw Jesus, they were very surprised and ran to welcome him. Jesus asked, what are you arguing about with the teachers of the law? A man answered, teacher, I brought my son, I brought my son to you. He is controlled by an evil spirit that keeps him from talking. That spirit attacks him and throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth. He grinds his teeth and he becomes very stiff. I asked the followers to force the evil spirit out, but they could not. See, when you see where I have underlined, this is what this is what I want you to pay attention to. See, he foams at the mouth. He grinds his teeth. He becomes very stiff. Maybe your business isn't getting customers or it shut down or, you know, your best people quit or you you somebody left you. Like all of these things, you can replace what it says there about you. And I asked, you know, I asked the preacher or the teacher or somebody to, to help me to get this out, but they could not, right? 
So you go to your mentor, you go to somebody and you ask them for help and they couldn't. But let's read on to see what Jesus, how Jesus answered. Jesus answered. He said, you people today don't believe. How long must I stay with you? How long must I be patient with you? Bring the boy to me. Like, like how, how, how many times you got to read that? How many times I got to tell you something, right? It's the same thing. When you talk to your kids, you like, how many times you lose your patience, right? And you don't want Jesus to lose his patience with you. So the followers brought the boy to Jesus. When the evil spirit saw Jesus, it attacked the boy. But it's so even when it sees Jesus, it still attacked the boy, right? The boy fell down, rolling on the ground. He was foaming at the mouth. So even when you're so close to making your business do what you needed to do and to get what you wanted to happen, maybe some another disaster just boom, pop right into you. Jesus asked the boy, father, how long has this been happening to him? Now, you knew he already knew the answer to that, right? The father answered since he was very young. So maybe you, since your youth, have been going through failure after failure after failure, disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. Maybe people have just been constantly not like being there for you like you need to have that happen since you were young. And, and it's affecting your faith. It's affecting how you think. And, and so he said, then the spirit often throws him in the fire or into the water to kill him. If you can, if, see, here's the part. He said, if you can do anything, please have pity on us and help us, right? Jesus said to the father, what did you say? If you can, like what? Do you not know who I am? He said, what, wait, what did you say? If you can see, that's having that conviction, that focus, that that belief, that strong, that determination. He said, "All things are possible for the ones who believe. All things are possible." Immediately, the father shouted, "I do believe!" So immediately, he didn't wait. He didn't think about it. He didn't go confront somebody and console with someone about his faith, his belief. He wanted to start a bit. He said immediately, right? After he saw what Jesus said, like, what if I can help me to believe more? He just said, help me to believe more. If you need help to believe more, if you need help to grow in your faith, drop it in the comments and we'll have one of our, our sales consultants reach out to you and talk to you and see how we can help you. Or you can go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com and, and, and schedule a call and we can help you with that. Immediately, the father said, I do believe, help me to, to believe more. Jesus saw that all the people were running there to see what was happening. See, you, you start a fire, people are going to come see. So he spoke to the evil spirit. He said, you evil spirit that makes this boy deaf and stops him from talking, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. What do you need to command him to have him command for your business? What do you need to command and say, I command all of this bad, you know, luck that I've been having, these bad thoughts, these broken businesses, these promises that are not, I command them to go away and never enter 
him again and never enter your life again and never go through that problem again. The evil spirit screamed. It called the boy, it caused the boy to fall on the ground again. And then it came out. The boy looked at it as if he was dead. See, sometimes, sometimes when you go through stuff, you won't look like you have been through something. You look like you were dead. Many people said he is dead, but Jesus took hold of his hand and he helped him. Again, it shows you in that faith doubting moment of how it walked through and he helped him. He said, I will help you. And the boy stood up. Then Jesus went into the house and his followers, like people are like dumbfounded, like, oh my God, did they really get that business started? Did they really make it happen? Did they really overcome? Did they really buy that jet? Did they really, you know, fund, completely fund everybody's college jet? Did they really do that? His followers were there with him and they said, why weren't we able to force the spirit out? And Jesus answered, the kind of that kind of spirit can't be forced out. Only with prayer. See, maybe your situation can't be forced out by just talking and seeking you got to pray. You got to pray. You got to talk to God. You got to confirm it with him. You got to keep praying. He said, pray and keep praying, ask and keep asking. You got to keep doing the things that the words say do in order to change your situation. So that's that little faith, y'all. You got to get away from that little faith. Don't stay there. Get away from there. Stage two is struggling faith. You're, you're a little tougher in your faith, right? You do believe, you know, as he said, I do believe, help me with my unbelief. Now, all of us have probably had a little faith at some point in our life where we didn't believe and then we believe. And, and one part of us, you know, like the little person on this head is saying, no, it won't work. This one is saying, yes, it will work. No, it won't work. Yes, it won't work. And so you're like, oh, what do I do? You're looking at reasons why it's not impossible. Why is it not possible? See, when you know you got struggling faith, when something comes to you, that idea that God gets to you, your first thought is why it won't work. Instead of, oh, okay, God, thank you so much. I remember driving um, to to Pittsburgh to meet my niece. And as I was on the road, man, God was just pouring stuff into me on what we're going to do with Bible Business Academy. And I was so excited. I was like, oh man, you are like just bringing it today. And all of those thoughts of things that like where we're touching the world, where we're changing lives, all of that was coming into me. Now the, the little faith me would have been like, whoa, wait, I can't do that. I'm not capable. But, 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 but in, in that moment, I was like, man, thank you. Like I was so excited. I would grab my phone. I would say, you know, I would text talk so I wouldn't forget. Like, so that's another point. I always write down as he said, write down what he's saying to you so that the vision may be clear to anybody who reads it. And I didn't think from the feelings. You don't want to think from your feelings. My feelings would have been like, whoa, this is too big. I thought from Thank you, God. Man, you're putting it into me. And that's where you want to think from. You don't think about your past sins. Don't think about your past life. So you got to, that's why I wanted you to write down those eight areas so you could ask yourself, which one of these is stopping me so that it won't stop me anymore? All right. So now stage three is strong faith. You got to be in strong faith and great faith. Great faith or strong faith is matured faith. Your, your, your great faith is stronger, faster, better than it ever has been. Great faith stands out 
on the truth of the word of God. Great faith is no longer derailed by any of those eight faith struggles. The human factor, sight, feelings, opinions, guilt, neglecting God's word, sin and Satan. Your focus is so on God that no matter what comes your way, you know and you have no doubt that it's going to be the exact way God said it was going to be. See, let's look at another faith doubter moment that can keep you from getting to that strong faith, to that great faith. This is when, you know, we just talked about when Jesus freed the boy from the water. And obviously I put that in there twice, so I'm going to skip right past that. A great example of great faith is when David faith faced Goliath. So I'm going to talk to you about what great faith looks like, what that attitude looks like, what, you know, a lot of people don't use David and Goliath to talk about this, that story. They use it from another aspect. So I'm going to share with you how David exhibited great faith and what you should look for and the way that you can develop it as well. Is this helping you all? Is this making sense to you guys? Let me know in the comments. I can't wait to get there and look at that and see whether you're catching this during the live or repay, what you're getting out of it. Let me know which one of those struggles you're going through or what stage of faith that you may be in. And so the David and Goliath story, I want you to look at it this way of being an example of strong faith. Goliath, who was much larger with a heavy armor, yet David still walked out with a slingshot and a rock and take him out. Now, I, I think that that was important because you don't need to have money. You don't need to have the things that you, you know, the experience, the education, the know-how, be the right colors, gender, come from the right city, country. You just need to stay focused on God. Where was David's focus when he took Goliath out? It was on God. It wasn't on anything else. And I'm going to show you in the scripture of where it says that David goes to the battlefront. See, this is faith preparation moments. When you want to build a business, when you want to do something significant in life, when you want to live out God's purpose for your life and follow his will, you got to be willing to get into the battlefront. You ain't going to win and have great things without a great fight, without a great battle. The difference is you don't, you have peace during the storm and that's the difference. So let's look here at First Samuel 17, 16 to 18. It says the Philistines came out every morning and evening and stood before the Israel army. Goliath insulted Israel like this for 40 days. Who's been insulting you? Who's been throwing dibs and dabs at your business idea? Who in your family always have something to say when you're ready to do something? Because Goliath has been insulting them for the last 40 days. And see, that 40 is very significant in the Bible, whether it's 40 days or 40 years, you're going to go through something, right? So you got to get ready for the battle. One day, Jesus said to his son, David, take this basket of cooked grain and these 10 loaves of bread to your brothers in the camp. Also take these 10 pieces of cheese for the officers who command your brother's group of a thousand soldiers. See how your brothers are doing. Bring back something to show me your brothers are all right. Your brothers are with Saul and 
and all the Israelite soldiers in the Valley of Eli, they are there to fight against the Philistines. See, when you have strong faith and you're in preparation for the battle in the battlefront and you know you're going to make something happen and you know you're ready to build the business, you got to know what the problem is. He knew what the problem was. Goliath was out insulting them. He had been doing it for 40 days. And then you got to have preparation. The preparation was, you know, his, his, Jesse said, go, go take this out to them. Go give this to them. Go, go like all of that stuff was prepared. So David had to like, whatever role he was playing in life at that moment, he had to go do it. And he had to do it with everything that was in him. And, and then he had to take action. So the take, the take, the seed, the do, the go, all of that was action. So if you're ready for the battlefront, if you're ready to build a bit business, if you're ready to transform lives, do you know what problems people are facing? Do you or that you may face? Are you prepared? Do you have you prepared everything that you need? And are you taking action? See, you gotta look beyond what you see. If you're gonna go to the battlefront and you're gonna build a business, you gotta look beyond what you see. You can't let one of those eight struggles derail you. You got to subordinate your feelings and you got to put them behind you like Satan, get behind me. You ain't got this. I God told me to do something. I'm going to go out and do it. You got to put your focus on God and not the obstacle. Stop listening to naysayers. Stop listening to negative Nancy or, or sulking Sam or your broke cousin or, or, or best friend that's telling you or your brother or sister, your mother, your father, I don't care who it is. Stop listening to people that tell you what you can't do. If somebody's in your life and they're telling you, you can't stop listening to them. Listen to God. He said, through, uh, you seek him and all things are possible. Whatever he say, and he gave you to do, you can make it happen. Stay focus on God. And if I could say it over and over and over again, if you want to deal with difficult things that you will face as a business owner, because it's not for the fainted heart, it's not for the person who crumbles like a cracker and, and, and their feelings get all in it. You have to set your focus on God and you got to keep it there. He's the one with all the power. He's the one who loves you unconditionally. He's the one who's made promises he's going to keep. And he's the one who will never, ever change. Strong faith stays on God and it doesn't waver. It may start out little, like we talked about, even struggling faith, but then it gets strong, y'all. Great faith, strong faith says, I know God can. Not I know I can, right? Because I can't do nothing without him. But I know God can and I know God and I know he will do what he said he's going to do. So let's look at another section of the David and Goliath. And this is First uh, Samuel 17, 20 through 20, 22 and 23. It says early in the morning, early in the morning, right? David had another shepherd take care of the sheep while he took the food and left as Jesse had told him to. David drove their wagon to the camp. The soldiers were going out uh, to their battle positions just as David arrived. The soldiers began shouting their war cry. The Israelites and Philistines were lined up and ready for battle. David left the food with the man who kept the supplies. Then he ran to the place where the Israelite soldiers were and asked about his brothers. 
while David was taking talking with his brothers, the Philistine champion fighter, champion fighter, right, came out from the Philistine army. And this was Goliath, the Philistine from Gath. Goliath shouted these things, uh, shouted things against Israel. As usual, David heard what he said. See, the same people who keep saying negative stuff, being naysayers, putting doubt in your head, blocking your faith, blocking your blessing. They, as usual, right? Just as, just put, put, put their name in there, right? Goliath shouted things against Israel as usual. You know, my best friend, Bob, shouted things and said things to me as usual about what I can't do, what I'm not qualified to do. My husband, my wife, whoever it is, put it, their name there as usual. And David heard what he said. See, faith preparation for the battlefront, like in 20, number one, you got to wake up early, right? You you got to wake up early. You may be working, you know, 12, 18 hours a day in the beginning to get your business going, to make things happen. Number two, you go to the people and ask them what the problem is. That's what in, in, in uh, um, 22, he, he, he ran to the place where the Israelite surges and he asked them what the problem was. If you want to solve people's problem, Ask them, go to them and ask them what the problem is so that you know what you need to do. And then number three, where we're glad shouted things against Israel as usual, right? Be ready to ignore the current champion of your house, of the industry, of whoever is talking trash, of the neighborhood, of the block, whoever it is, you better be ready to ignore them. The doctor who told my mom, you ain't going to make it, you're going to die. She, she didn't, she heard him, but she didn't hear him. She didn't let that come into him because her faith was focused. Her focus and her faith was on God and not on what that man is saying. So you got to ask yourself, who do you need to ignore? Do you need to wake up early? Who do you need to go to in order to make things happen? So in, in 1 Samuel 17 to 24 and 26, the Israelite soldiers saw Goliath and ran away. They were all afraid of him. See, the people in the naysayers and most people around you, they're afraid to leave that job, that, that comfort and that security to start a business. They're afraid to make decisions that, that could derail their lives or turn their lives upside down. One of the Israelite men said, did you see that? man. Look at him. He comes out each day and makes fun of Israel. Whoever kills him will get rich. King Saul will give him a lot of money. Saul will also let his daughter marry the man who kills Goliath. He will also make that man's family tree free from taxes in Israel. David asked the man standing near him, what did he say? <laughs> he like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. He said he gonna get rich. He he don't have to ever pay taxes. He get his his daughter. Like what did he say? Like you gotta pay attention and you gotta know what you're fighting for. That's the key. This like you gotta see in number in, in twenty six in First Samuel seventeen twenty six. He said what did he say? What is the reward? What is the reward for killing this Philistine and taking away the, sh the shame from Israel? Like, what is the reward from leaving your 
job or building your business so you can take away the shame from the name on the back of your jersey? What is this reward that you can take away the shame of everything that's been going on in the, you know, from the drugs to, to, to the alcoholism, to all of that that's been in your family, taking your kids, take, like what is the reward that you on your job, you know, 12, 14 hours a day that you don't have time to take care of your kids. What is the reward? You got to know what is the reward. And then he said, well, who is this Goliath anyway? Who is this person telling me I can't start this business anyway? Who is this person taking over the block of my neighborhood where I um, grew up? Who is this person? Like you got to be ready for battle. He is only some foreigner, nothing but a Philistine. He is only some punk in the neighborhood, nothing but, you know, somebody who ain't going to control my family. Who is this boss telling me what I can and cannot do? He's nothing but a hired help. Who is this other business owner telling me that I can't come in here and get something started? Like, can you see how you can use this David and Goliath story, replace it with what it says there, put your name in it, put your situation in it, and then you start speaking this way, the same way that the word says, why does he think? See, here, here here's the point right here, y'all. Why does he think he can speak against the army of the living God? Why does he think? So you got to start saying to people, why do you, why do they think they can tell me I can't do something that God said I can do? Like who, like who do you think you are that you can do that? Like you got to have that confidence and that courage to be able to say that. You have to have that faith preparation for the battlefield. See, when I look at that, you know, verse 24 and 26, here's what I get out of that. Most people are afraid and they won't take action. You got to know the prize that you're fighting for. If the prize is worth it, you're not going to waver. You will never waver in your commitment, no matter how hard it may get or how many obstacles may come your way. And you also must get clarity on the problem. And that clarity may not come right away, right? The, the, Moses wondered for 40 years. It may take you decades. It may take you years. But I promise you this, no matter your age, no matter where you're at, God has something for you to do, and you just got to be willing to do it and then get clarity on the problem. If you don't know what the problem is or what the challenge is, how are you going to pray to God? And you can ask him, show me, open up my eyes. He said, if you know, if you want understanding, you just need to ask. He gives it freely to those who ask. So just ask him to give you understanding so that you can get that clarity. Know without a doubt that you're fighting not for your glory, not for your family's glory, not for the neighborhood's glory, not for the country's glory, but for God's glory. That's who you're fighting for. That's who you're making things happen for. I hope this is making sense to y'all. Let me know where you're, what you're getting out of it. So let's look, keep on looking at David in the battlefield and put your name in it. Maybe it's Karen goes to the battlefield, right? So in 28, in 1 Samuel 17, 28, David's older brother, um, 
Elab heard David talking with the soldiers and became angry. See, his older brother. Sometimes it's your older brothers, your older sisters, older pe the, pe the people who say, you're my little brother or little sister. You like you can't do this or you shouldn't be doing this. Uh, Eli asked David, why did you come here? Why did you leave those few sheep? with? Who did you leave those few sheep with in the desert? I know why you came down here. You didn't want to do what you were told to do. You just wanted to come down here to watch the battle. You just wanted to be nosy. Why are you doing this? Why do you think you can do this? Why are you leaving town? Why are you starting a business? Why are you doing whatever you wanted to do? David said, what did I do now? I didn't do anything wrong. I was only talking. He turned to some other people and asked them the same question. And they gave him the same answers as before, right? So what I get from this and how you can prepare yourself for battle, people closest to you, the elder closest to you, people close to you will become angry with you, right? And when that happens, I don't want you to be surprised about it They because it was supposed to happen. They'll question you. They'll question your decision. They'll question your authority, thinking like we both came from the same household, from the same parents. Why? Like, no, you ain't doing that. I'm the oldest one. I, 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 this, I, if I ain't doing it, you ain't doing it. So they begin to put you down, right? Or your supervisor or somebody who was in business before you got in business. These are all the things that they're doing and, 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 and saying to you that it gets in your head if you're still struggling, if you're going by other people's opinion, right? One of those struggles. But what I want you to take from 1 Samuel 17, 28 through 29 People close to you will become angry with you. They'll question your decisions and accuse you of getting out of line. Yet again, you will feel a need to defend yourself to people. When you're defending yourself to people, I want you to think about your faith. What are you focused on? Are you focused on giving them an answer or are you focused on a people? Because soon as he said that and, and he like, what did, what did I do now? He, he, he turned to some other people away from his brother, his older brother brother. And he asked the same question to them, you know, that he had asked before, what did he say that you get? Like, what was the reward? What was the prize? So in a nanosecond, his face, his faith and his focus went back to where it needed to be and away from the naysayers. And it, so you got to, you, this is how you grow your faith. This is how you grow your faith so you can build that business, so you can live out your purpose. And you got to dig in. You got to get further clarity. You got to ask again. If you're not sure, you got to look at those pictures, your vision board, the stuff that you want to accomplish, the life that you want to change. You got to stay focused on that so you know that the price you're paying, getting up early, learning stuff, being tired, not being able to do the things that you need, that you know, hanging out with family, doing this for a season. There's a season of sacrifice. There's a season for everything. And you got to know and be ready so that when you're in that season, you know you're in that season and nothing will will derail you and be certain about what you're fighting for. So if we read here in 1 Samuel 17, 31 through 37, some men heard David talking. They took David to Saul and told him what David had said, right? Because see, they still trying to challenge you, right? Oh, well, if you think you can do this, then I'm going to put you in some positions where I'm, I'm going to help you to fail quicker, right? David said to Saul, people shouldn't let Goliath discourage them. See, even when he went uh, up to Saul, he still didn't waver. He still didn't back down. People shouldn't let Goliath discourage 
discouraged saying, I'm your servant. I will go fight this Philistine. So you got like, look at that. You, what he said, I'm let me read it all. And then I'm gonna come back. Saul answered, you can't like, you can't go out and fight against this Philistine. You're not even a soldier. Goliath had been fighting in war since he was a boy. You can't start that business. You can't do this. You never even had a business. You don't even have a college degree. You don't even have experience. You you are female. You what, what you can't do that, right? Anybody ever said that to you? Let me know in the comments if anybody ever said that, that that to you. But David said to Saul, "There were times when I was taking care of my father's sheep that wild animals came to take some sheep from the flock and once they were a once there was a lion and another time a bear i chased that wild animal i attacked it i took the sheep from my mouth from from his mouth the wild animals jumped on me but i caught it by the fur under his mouth i hit it i killed it i killed both a lion and a bear like that and i will kill that foreigner goliath just like them goliath will die because he made fun of the army of the living God. The Lord saved me from the lion and the bear. He will also save me from the Philistines. So maybe you haven't had Aretha McReynolds in your life and you saw how she just fought through everything and made everything happen. So you can look at right here and maybe people, your brothers or your sisters or your elders or people who, who uh, don't see you and, you know, behind the scenes and know what you do, the hours that you put in, the studying that you do, the, the and seminars that you go through, the work that you put in, the money that you lost. Maybe they don't know what you have done and they don't know how strong you are. So they're just saying stuff, not, you know, in a lot of cases, it's just to kind of protect you in their own mind, but they don't know whose child you are. They don't know what he's done already put you through and got you ready for. So because they don't know that, they don't know how to speak to you. That's why you can't listen to humans other uh, in their opinion and getting your feelings. See, you got to be courageous and confident in your decision. You got to recall the times that you overcame some obstacles, just like he talked about the wild animals jumped on me and, you know, I hit them, I killed them and a lion and a bear, you know, these are the things that I've done before. So he recalled those victories, or if you don't have any yet, you got to read the word and see the victories in there. Recall the victories that came as a result of your faith and work. See, this is when you're in strong faith. This is when your faith is unshakable, unmovable. Nobody can move you. And no, it was not because of the, of your strength. It was because of the Lord's. It was like all those things that just knocked you off and kept you and pushed you back. And when you thought you weren't going to make it and you thought it wasn't going to happen and you wanted to quit a thousand times along the way, it was getting you prepared for this moment that you're in right now because it is your time and your season to make things happen. And so this is when faith is revealed. When you don't quit, a lot of people are right there and then they give up. See this, if he had not had that strength and that courage, he would have never been at the point where he killed Goliath. It says, and in, in, in this is First uh, Samuel 17, 41 through 51, the Philistines slowly walked closer and closer to David. Goliath's helper walked in front of him, carrying a large seal. Goliath looked at David with disgust, <laughs> like, you need to start looking at people with disgust. He saw that David was only a handsome, healthy boy. 
Hey, Abby, you need to ignore people when they look at you with disgust, right? And what is it? He, he looked at him and said, what is that stick for? Like, did you come to chase me away like a dog? Then Goliath used the names of the gods to say curse, to say curses against David. He said to David, come here and I'll feed your body to the birds and the wild animals. See, people going to talk crap. They going to look at you in disgust like, who do you think you are? But David said to the Philistine, you come to me using sword, spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, all powerful, the God of the armies of Israel. You have said bad things about him today today the lord will let me defeat you i will kill you i will cut your head off and feed your body to the birds and the wild animals and we will do the same thing to all the other philistines too then all the world will know there is a god in israel and see, I mean, like, how powerful is that statement? If you just take that statement and put it up and say it over and over and over again, do you know how that will build your faith? That stand focused on God's word, meditating on it day and night. All the people gathered here will know that the Lord doesn't need swords or spears to save people. He'll need your money. He'll need your experience. He'll need your bank account. He'll need, you know, the gurus or any. Anyone, the battle belongs to the Lord and he will help us defeat all of you. If he gave you a vision to carry out a business to start, he will see you through. Goliath the Philistine started to attack David. He, he slowly walked closer and closer toward David, but David ran out to meet him. See, he came to him. David was like, boom, I'm going to you. See, that's what you got to do with your business. You got to run towards it. You got to go to the battlefield and you, you can't wait. Ain't nothing slow about success, love, speed. David took a stone from his bag. He put it in the sling and he swung the sling. The stone flew from the sling and it hit Goliath right between his eyes. The stone sank deep into his head and Goliath fell to the ground face down. So David defeated the Philistine with only one sling and one stone. You might only have one dollar in one bank account or one, you know, one of something, and it may seem impossible, right? He hit the Philistine and killed him. David didn't have a sword. He he so he ran and he stood behind the Philistine. Then David took Goliath's own sword out of his sheath and he used it to cut his head off. And this is how David kill the Philistines. How are you going to kill the naysayers and the negativity and the doubt about you starting your business? See, faith rebuild for God's glory, not for yours. That's what you have to focus on. People will judge you, your outer appearance, your background, your gender, and tell you you're not qualified. Let me tell you, they will do that. They will mock your business idea. You don't need money, degrees, experience, gurus backing a huge list or social media. No, without a doubt that God is the one building up your business. Take immediate decisive action. Get the win, y'all. Get the win and give God the glory. Grow the kingdom by your faith and the results. And it goes on to say, Saul watched David go out to fight Goliath. Saul spoke to the Amber, the commander of the army. And uh, Amner, who, who is this young man's father? 
And Amber said, I swear, I don't know, sir. See, they're going to be looking at you like, who is this? King Saul said, find out who his father is. When David came back after killing Goliath, Amber brought him to Saul. David was still holding the Philistine head. He was still holding it. And Saul said, young man, like, what? Who is your father? David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse from Beth from Bethlehem. See, faith, your faith and your focus will reveal God's glory and give him the praise. Somebody's always watching you, right? So give them something to talk about, right? Give them something to talk about. This time they're going to have a different conversation about you. Like, man, I can't believe they actually did it. I can't believe they actually put it out. Make them ask, who's your daddy? Who is your daddy? Make them ask that question. See, winning the battle with a great business and lifestyle takes great faith, takes strong faith. Looking beyond what you see, subordinating your feelings and putting them behind you, putting your focus on God, not any obstacles, not listening to the naysayers, staying focused on God. And if I could say it over and over again, right? I'm repeating this. If you want to deal with difficult things you will face as a business owner and in life, you got to stay got to keep your focus on God and put it on God and keep it there. He's the one who has all the power. He's the one who loves you unconditionally. He's the one who made promises. He's going to keep it. He's the one who will never change. Strong faith, great faith stays on God and it doesn't waver. It may start out little. You may even struggle with it, but then it gets strong. Then it gets great. Strong faith and great faith says, I know God can, and I know he will. Do you want help growing your faith and your finances, y'all? If you did and do, we want you to join the movement. We want you to go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. Here's what you want to do once you get there. Get a free report. You're going to put your information in, and then it's going to send you a free report on how to build a business with biblical principles. And then once you get inside our email, you're going to have an option to book a call. When you book a call, we'll put you on the phone with one of our sales team. We call them our partners, our executive partners, and they will give you a call um, either way, whether you call them or they call you, but put your information in, answer the questions. And then you, what you'll do is that we have academies that will help you grow in your faith and finances, that will help you build businesses, that will help you do the things that you need to do so you can get immediate action and access to our next academy that starts on Monday and join the faith and finance movement. So do you have have any questions, make sure you go ahead and start typing those in the comments. I'm going to be right over there in a second. When you do join our academy, we have a gift that waits you. You can see it back there. You get, you know, some of the stuff that's in there. We want you in our Genesis Get Going class. And when you join us, or if you want to join us, if you need help and you're not sure how to implement these steps or how to grow in your faith and finances, how to build that business, how to make it happen, let us show you how you you can text faith right now to uh 1833bible.biz it'll come right to uh, my phone, and then we'll have somebody reach out to you. Or you can call us at 1833-BIBLE-BIZ or email us at info at Kathy McReynolds uh, for more information. So now I'm going to head back over here so that I can see you all. And let me see if there's any questions in the chat. I'm going to switch me out 
And I'm also, let me go ahead and put our sites up here. We're going to hide that one and we're going to show this one. So if you go to, um, you can download that free report, How to Grow Your Business with Biblical Principles and go to BibleBusinessAcademy.com. I see a little red dot. Um, Kenneth Bell says, good presentation. God first, get away from dollars. You better believe it. You better believe it and you better say it. Get away from dollars. If there's anything else, y'all, um, whether you're catching this during the live, whether you're catching to do the replay, I know it was a little longer than we normally on here, but it was important to be able to help you guys to go through the, and see what you're going to go through and how you can develop and grow and get better along the way. So if that's it, I appreciate y'all. You have an amazing day. Stay focused on God, grow your business. Don't let nothing derail you. Live out the promises that he has for your life and become all he wants you to become and let him decide what your purpose is. All right, y'all have a great day. I appreciate y'all. love you. And we will talk to you next time. Join us here. Oh, by the way, each and every Thursday at 7 p.m., make sure you follow, share, and also hit the notification button so that you'll know when we are actually, you know, coming live or we might do some impromptu stuff as well so that we can help you. All right. Talk to y'all later. Have a good day. Bye-bye.